Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you guys. <laughs> Aloha to you guys online, too. Uh, if you can grab your Bibles, we're going to get back into our study in the book of Luke. So Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, and we're going to take this next section tonight as we continue to study this book. Um, I'm excited to get into God's Word tonight, and uh, I know He has a word for each one of us, and I pray that uh, you will hear from God and be encouraged, too. I know we live in some difficult times. Sometimes uh, it's kind of hard to see the Lord, especially I know it's been maybe rough for some people financially, too, and but I believe God has a word for all of us here tonight. And uh, so, let's go ahead and open with the word of prayer. Jesus, we give you the highest praise, Lord. We thank you so much for just this time of worship, your presence here, God. We thank you for uh, the the opportunity, really, to just stop in the middle of the week, to sit at your feet, to gaze up at you, and just find some peace, some rest, Lord, in the middle of craziness going on. And so I ask, God, that you would bless your word, that even as we study your word and open your word, God, and read your word, that you would continue to encourage us. Lord, take away any stress or worry, God. As we lift up our hearts to you, may we find peace, God, peace from the Holy Spirit, the peace of God. So I pray that upon us today and tonight, and that you would anoint your word with your spirit. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I came across this uh, diet. It's called the stress diet. <laughs> and so follow along. This is what, what they listed here. For breakfast, uh, half a grapefruit, one slice whole wheat bread, and eight ounces of skim milk. Lunch, Four ounces broiled chicken breast, one cup steamed zucchini, one Oreo cookie, and one cup of herb tea. Mid-afternoon snack, rest of the package of Oreo cookies, one quart Rocky Road ice cream, one jar hot fudge sundae. You can tell that the day wasn't going too well. Dinner now, dinner. Two loaves garlic bread, <laughs> large pepperoni and mushroom pizza, three candy bars, entire frozen cheesecake eaten directly from the freezer. <laughs> How do you like that stress diet? Yeah, there's nothing like food, though, right? I mean, if you think about it, when we're stressed out, when we're full of worry, I mean, we, we tend to eat, especially the sweet stuff. Ever wonder why sweets are the go-to when you're stressed and worried. You know, I, I read this today. I thought this was good. Because stressed, spelled backwards, is desserts. If you think about that for a moment, isn't that funny? <laughs> no wonder there's a lot of desserts, yeah, from Thanksgiving to Christmas and to New Year's. People are so stressed during the holiday seasons. Well, as we return and continue our study here in the book of Luke, Jesus teaches us here tonight on how not to be so worried and stressed in life. It's by realizing that God is already taking care of you. 
So D- Jesus teaches us this. Don't stress you're blessed. That's the title of our message. Don't stress you're blessed. Now we're going to be studying Luke chapter 12 from verse 22 to 34 tonight. We left off at verse 21 last week. And so we're going to pick it up in this next section. And he basically gives us three things. And this is our outline. And it's part of our points here too. Number one is stop worrying. Number two is start trusting. And number three is stay seeking. So stop worrying, start trusting, stay seeking. Well, let's begin here with number one in our outline. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Now we're going to be covering uh, verse 22 and 23 here. Let's go ahead and take a look at both of those verses. It reads here, And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. So we'll stop right there. Jesus, now he begins here, turning to his disciples to teach them, to talk to them about this issue. Last time, Jesus was interrupted, if you remember, by this man who wanted uh, Jesus to tell his brother, right? Hey, you know, tell him to share the inheritance. And, and Jesus well, confronted his covetousness, and he did a teaching, really, about the delusion of greed. Well, now Jesus goes on, and he deals with what we really see the other side of the spectrum. William Arndt. Bridge these two sections, writing this. Greed can never get enough. Worry is afraid a may not have enough. I like that. So it's two sides of this spectrum. And so Jesus now comes into that area worrying about, oh, are we going to have enough? So Jesus addressed this now in verse 22 by saying, therefore. In other words, since life is not about trying to get more, yeah, And since it's not about that, then he goes to this other side of the spectrum and he says, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Since, since life's not about all this greediness, well, on the other side, don't be anxious about not having enough. The word anxious in the Greek means to be troubled, to be filled basically with worry and stress. That's the idea of being anxious in the Greek. You know what's interesting? In the old There's a, the old English word now for worry means to choke or strangle. And I think that's interesting because that's exactly what happens, right? When we worry, when we're stressed out, it's like we're, we're strangling, we're being choked out. So Jesus is saying, look, don't be so worried about, he goes on, what you eat or, or about your body, like the clothes that you're going to be putting on. Why is that? Well, because in verse 23, life is more than food. It's more than about food. It's more than about clothing and what you're going to wear. So here's what Jesus is saying right away in this section. Stop worrying, for life is more than just stressing about having enough of basic necessities. Stop worrying, for life is more than just stressing about having enough of basic necessities. Understand now, Jesus is, is, is talking to these disciples. They've given up everything to follow him. Yeah? They don't have, have anything. They're following Jesus. They're, 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 they're just going on living here. And, and even in the ancient times, understand food and clothing was like 
the number one thing on everyone's mind back then. I mean, every day it was on their minds that, hey, we, we got to get something to eat or, 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 or we got to make sure we, we have our clothes on our backs. There was no like food land, grocery stores, or you can go and get anything you, you need. Or there, there was no like Macy's, yeah, to go buy your clothes and uh, buy some new clothes or shirts or pants or anything of that. I mean, on top of that, most people were very poor, very poor in that time. So this, this was like the number one thing on their minds it was a struggle just to have enough food and clothes so the focus was easily put on trying to make enough to even have those basic necessities but jesus comes in here and says stop worrying you guys do not be anxious don't 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 worry you know it's life is more than just about that don't put all your focus everything on those things or you know what? There's a difference between making a living and making a life. There's a difference between just looking for food and really living life. Well, we understand how, how, how stress and worry can affect us, right? And, and, and sometimes we get consumed with that. And sometimes that's everything. It becomes everything. And Jesus is saying, hey, hey, don't, no, 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 don't. Don't get so focused like that. Don't be so concerned. Stop worrying here. Medical research has shown that stress and worry can affect your, your physical health, right? Your, the health of your body. I mean, headaches, backaches, heartaches, belly aches, you know. Uh, some people are affected in the ulcers and all. Uh, we know that it breaks down our resistance to disease. And, and of course, there's those sleepless nights, right, where we're trying to count sheep I, I i recently read someone said oh don't count sheep count your blessings i thought that was a pretty good way to uh, deal with worry john calvin said that those who are prone to anxiety are their own executioners like they're, they're doing this to their own health of their body so the stress that comes from worrying is more damaging to your health than what you're worrying about many times so Jesus knows that. So he's saying, look, stop worrying. What are you stressing about today? What, what, what's going on in your mind? What are you worrying about? What's weighing down upon you with that stress and worry tonight? You know what? Jesus is saying, hey, stop worrying. No worries here. It's not good for you. It's not good for your health, your heart, your, 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 your immune system. Besides, he's saying, life is not about being so full of stress all the time, being so full of worry all the time. You're only bringing in more gray hairs. That's what happened to me, see? No. <laughs> Corey Ten Boom said, worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrows. It empties today of strengths. I like that. I really like that. So Jesus wants you to, number one here, stop worrying he wants you he's saying to you don't stress because you know what you're blessed and that's what he's going to talk about next so stop worrying and number two now start trusting start trusting stop worrying but start trusting now in this section we're going to cover verse 24 through 28 but first of all let's just take this first verse verse 24 he says something here as he goes on. He says, Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. 
of how much more value are you than the birds. Now, Jesus encourages the disciples here as he's teaching on this subject, and he's encouraging them to have faith, to trust God in this area, to, to really say, look, look, God will take care of you. No worries here. And first of all, he brings in this, this example, this analogy, or, or sort, of, so, sort of just talking matter of fact here in what's going on in, the, the, in nature. And he says, first of all, consider the ravens. Now, there's look at the ravens. God's providing food for them. If you think about it, ravens don't go and sow and reap, right? They don't have farms. They don't go with their little beaks and drop seeds in the ground or poke a hole in the soil and drop a seed, poke another hole and drop a seed, you know, and cover it up and all that. No, they don't have farms. They're not planting seeds. They're not sowing and then reap and then harvesting them and then store it up in their little raven uh, uh, barns and all that. No, Jesus is saying, you know what? God feeds them. God provides for them. They don't make food for themselves. God brings it to them. And then he says this, and you as a human being, and I'm thinking, you, you know, as a, a, a people of God, as a child of God, made in the image of God, you, you guys are much more valuable than any of the birds. So if God takes care of the ravens, then God will take care of his children. Rest assured. That's the idea here. It's interesting, the interesting thing is ravens, they were considered unclean animals in Leviticus 11. They, they, they weren't really worth any. You, you were to stay away. But even unclean animals receive God's care and provision. So Jesus is like, hey, if, if, if God takes care of the raven, just think of you, who he really cares about. How much more precious are you to God? And so Jesus uses this Jewish way of making a point it's it, it he's saying this if the lesser is true then the greater must be absolutely true so here's what he's saying first of all start trusting the mere existence of unimportant ravens prove that god will provide for all your needs isn't that great just to see a raven alive, you know God's keeping that raven alive. They're feeding, right? So that mere existence of unimportant ravens proved that God will provide for all your needs, O oh, you child of God. Turn over to the right to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And we, we have a promise here. Verse 19, Philippians chapter 4. If you go past the... Uh, Galatians, Ephesians, you get to Philippians. If you go too far, you'll go to Colossians. Someone told me a long time ago how to remember the first epistles there. Galatians, Ephesians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Go eat popcorn. Helps you remember, yeah, the order. <laughs> so verse 19, Philippians 4, 19. It says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So Paul wrote this. I mean, th this is so good, right? And God, my God, will supply. It doesn't say he might supply. It says he will supply here. And he says he'll supply every need. Not 
only the expensive needs or, or the greatest needs, but every need of yours according to what? His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. His, his supply never runs out. We don't need worry that he's going to run out of money or run out of ways for us to provide for us. So know this promise for God to provide for you. Hold on to that. You know, I, every morning, and, and even this morning, um, I wake up early in the morning, and I like to spend time with the Lord and read my Bible and pray. And, and you know what I love about the morning? It's quiet. And you know what I love about the quietness of the morning? You hear the birds like, you know, chirping. And it makes me think about how, like we're reading today, I never see a bird like worried, yeah? Like wringing its claws or pacing back and forth, wondering if they're going to have enough food for the day. No, they're singing. They're, they're like chirping in the morning. Why? Because they're happy, <laughs> yeah? They're happy. They're, they're, they're just singing. They're not worried about the day or if they're going to have enough food or anything. And they're just chirping away. I think maybe they're just praising God even, right? They're super happy. God provides for them food. God gives them like seeds. God gives them insects to eat, right? And, and even when they can go to McDonald's and get French fries, you know, God provides. Sometimes like we feed the birds French fries like, oh, your Heavenly Father is, is, is providing for you and feeding you. But that's what God does. And so if God does that, no, He will do that for you. Someone wrote this poem, said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, I think that it must be they have no heavenly father such cares for you and me. How do we carry ourselves? Are we always worried? Is it heavy upon us? Are we handling the worry and stress, like we don't have a heavenly Father caring for us. We should be like the birds, praising God, knowing that if God takes care of the birds and the birds are singing in the morning, He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of you. Start trusting your heavenly Father. And that's why the title, Don't Stress, You're Blessed. You're blessed by a God who who is there providing for you. All right, let's go to verse 25 and 26 now. 25 and 26. Jesus goes on and he gives us this. He gives the disciples this. And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? So secondly, Jesus says, can your worrying even add a single hour to the span of your life? In other words, can worry give you another moment? Can you live longer? Can worry, does worry actually do that? It actually does the opposite, right? <laughs> uh, the NLT says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So, Jesus says, if by worrying, it's not able to, to just give you a little moment or just an hour compared to your whole life. Why do you give time to worry? Why, why, do you, why do you 
worry about everything else in your life, the rest. Why worry about everything else in your life? Why let worry get you all worked up? That's what he's really saying here. That's the idea. Someone said this, worry is like a rocking chair. It will give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> so here's the second thing. Jesus is saying start trusting because worry, worry ends up accomplishing nothing. Worry ends up accomplishing nothing. Why waste your time with worry, basically? You know, I was reading this. Research has shown how 40% of things worried about never happen. 30% of things worried about in the past can't be changed. 12% of anxieties about the criticism of others is mostly untrue. 10% of anxieties about health only gets worse because of stress, as we talked about. Yet, what we see is only 8% of worries are actually real problems. So sometimes we waste all this time worrying. We waste all this effort, all this energy, all this emotion in worrying. Jesus is saying, start trusting God. You know, don't worry. You're, you're blessed. Don't waste your time on worry. You're blessed, you know why? Because you can go to God with your worries. In the same chapter we looked at in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We know that verse. We know both of these verses. We hold on to it. But sometimes we forget. When we're anxious, when we're wasting our time, our mind, our emotions, our effort, everything, our sleep on worry, and when we're stressed out, we're just wasting that on that. Here's the solution. Paul writes in Philippians 4, Don't be anxious about anything. But with prayer, supplication, let your requests be made known to God. I shared this before, but many times, you know what I do? I, I actually picture like the thing I'm worried about and it's in my hand and I go here God I'm praying and I picture him holding his hand out and I put it into his hand and then he just takes it and now it's his I want to give those worries to God I want to give my anxieties to God and this, the greatest thing happens verse 7 happens Philippians 4 and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't make sense. I should be maybe worried about this, or I should be stressed about this, but I gave it to God. Well, the peace of God comes into me, and it guards my heart from continual stress and worry. All right, verse 27. He goes on here. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 28. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O little of, uh, o, o you of little faith? So now Jesus comes in with this third thought. And it's a second example here. And, and, and he's basically saying, consider this. Now, look, look, look to the lilies. And, you know, in all of this, when he's speaking, perhaps he, 
he, he's, he, he saw a bird and talked about the raven, right? Or, or he saw these lilies in the field nearby as he's talking. So perhaps he's even pointing to these wildflowers back then. And he says, look, 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 look at the lilies here. They, they just sit. They just grow. Yeah? No one does anything, but they're just growing. And then he says, look, these flowers now, they, they don't toil nor spin. Toil means to labor or, or like wear yourselves out. It's like uh, spinning is like wearing yourself out. It's like they're not like spinning their wheels, we would say, say today. They're, it's not like they're, they're going um, nowhere. I mean, they're, you know, it's like, you know, they're not worried about everything in that way. He says, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory, and Solomon, remember, was the richest king of Israel, and he had everything he wanted, and he was probably the, he was the best dressed king of all. What he wore with all of his riches and in, in, in royalty and everything, what he wore does not even come close to how beautiful the lilies are. So he's saying, look, the lilies just grow. Look, look at, they're not worried. They're not toiling. They're not laboring like, oh no, how are we, we going to survive? What are we going to do? Yet these lilies, these beautiful wildflowers, they're, they're prettier than, than even what Solomon look, looks like. So if God clothes even, he says, the grass, grass, this wild field like this, which which, by the way, he's saying is cut down today and then thrown in the oven or the furnace the next day. A lot of this um, wild grass and all was like kindling for cooking and for their ovens and all. In other words, they're, they're not really worth that much. How much more will God provide for your clothing? That's what Jesus is saying here. Uh, a, a, a person who worries over their clothing, he's, he's saying... You guys, you are showing that you're of little faith. They are not really relying on God. So if God clothes the flowers, then God will for sure clothe, clothe His children. You know, I don't know about you, but I miss the, the, the cane, the sugar cane. Yeah, I really miss it. I mean... I, I miss the cane fields, you know, swaying in the wind, the green stalks, you know, when they grow really tall and everything. It just just made Maui look so beautiful, and 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 it's nice to see, you know, the 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 fields now, and you know, what the the farms now there and what they're planted there. It's nice to see the signs on there, huh, of, of what's growing there now. Um, yeah, I, I bet you they got a lot of calls, so they put signs up, but. But I remember driving down, just seeing the cane fields all green and just how beautiful it was, you know, coming down country and down to town. And, and I just thought, oh, God, you clothed this island. It's like the lilies in the field in Jesus' day. And we could see, oh, look, look, look at the cane. You know, it looks so beautiful. God, you did that. I mean, just in general, we look down, you know, upon our island from up country and we see God clothed this island, to make it so nice and beautiful. But if God clothes this island, clothed this island, then you know what? He will clothe you too. So have faith. Hold on. So here's the third thing here. Start trusting. Number three, the beautiful flowers should tell you 
or tell your faith, God will surely take care of you. The beautiful flower should tell your faith, God will surely take care of you. First Peter 5 uh, verse 7 says, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's what we are to do. We are to cast our cares, our anxieties, our stresses, our worries upon the Lord. Put it into his hand. So start trusting God. Don't stress. You're blessed. You have a God who wants to take those burdens, take those anxieties, lift it off of you, make it lighter for you. That's your God. So don't stress. You're blessed. Go to Him. Know know that. Know this. Where worry begins, you know what? Faith ends. But where faith begins, anxiety ends. Jesus really here is calling us to trust in Him. To start trusting Him. To continue to trust Him. Worry is actually a sin, right? of not trusting God, of, of not uh, trusting the promise and providence of, of the Lord. So hold on to God, your faith. Trust and be reminded tonight that you know, we don't have to worry. You're blessed. God is there for you. He wants to take that burden. He wants to carry that for you. He wants to be your strength. He's promised that. He's promised that. John R. Rice once wrote, Worry is putting question marks where God has put periods. I like that. Yeah. Let's not question God. He's, maybe we can't see it, but we can still pray, give Him our anxieties, and the peace of God that passes on all understanding will help us through. So don't stress. You're blessed. Number one, stop worrying. Number two, start trusting. And our third heading here is stay seeking. Stay seeking. Now, this covers the rest of our verses for tonight, verse 21 through 34, but stay seeking. Take a look at uh, verse 29 and 30. It says, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Okay, so Jesus says, look, you know, don't be so focused, yeah, on on seeking what I got to eat, yeah, or what am I going to drink. Don't be so worried over those things. You know, when you get hungry, though, you do think about that, yeah. Oh, I got to eat something. I got to eat, oh, no, you know, kind of thing. But don't let it be like, like, like overwhelmingly, you know, overcoming you like you're whole life concern that that's all you're, you're, you're seeking thing, things in that way because he says that's what the world does they're consumed about that food and what they're out to drink and their basic necessities they're consumed about that and they're really off track well Jesus says here all the nations world seek after these but you know what your father knows that you need them he's saying that look your heavenly father he knows your needs don't worry you don't have to be so worried and burdened upon that you can depend on the fact that god is dependable and he will take care of you 
So verse 31, instead seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Oh, this is the verse, right? This is the one to circle. This is the one to highlight. So instead of being consumed like the world is about eating and drinking what you need, Jesus said, seek his kingdom. Seek God's kingdom. The idea here is to seek God's kingdom above everything else. That's what your passion should be. That's what your priority should be. We, we know this verse from Matthew, Matthew 6.33. It actually says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So instead, seek his kingdom and these things. What things? The basic necessities of life that you need. All your needs. It'll be added to you. It'll, it'll be given you. Your heavenly father knows what's going on. What does it mean to seek God's kingdom? What well, speaks of, of, when you talk about God's kingdom, it's talking about like God's rule. Yeah? His world, his things, his truth, his way, his word, like we're doing tonight. We're seeking God's kingdom by studying God's word. It's about praying and being in worship. It's, it's about doing those things first of all. Let that be a priority. Not, not like, well, if I get enough money or if I, if I have enough food in my refrigerator and everything, oh, then I'll go to church. But until then, I'll, I'll just work really hard. No, it's putting him first no matter what. Seeking God first. And stay seeking God first. And when you do that, no worries. All these things, the food, clothing, everything, your basic necessities will be added to you, will be provided for you will be given to you so in this last section stay seeking and number one seek god first in all things and god will provide for all things i like what the famous football coach tom landry said when he was asked his secret to success he said i determine my priorities for my life god family than football. I like that. He put God first. And see, Jesus should be put first in your life. No matter what it is, Jesus should be put first. Jesus should be our main concern, no matter what. Verse 32 now, he goes on, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So Jesus now reassures the disciples. He's saying, fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't panic here. And I like how he says, little flock. Jesus is speaking as a great shepherd, our Jehovah Roi. Remember we did the, that series, uh, was it last year, I think, uh, in the last year or so, on the seven names of God. When, oh, yeah, we took a break before we got into one of the other books and, and did a series on that. Well, well here's Jesus saying Jehovah Roi, one of the names of God, the great shepherd. He's watching out for you, caring for the flock, caring for the sheep as a great shepherd. And I like that. So don't be scared, little flock, 
For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In other words, it's a delight. His good pleasure meaning, meaning it's the father's delight. The heavenly father's delight. It makes him happy to help you. It makes him happy to give you things. He's like, yeah, I get to help you out. Woo-hoo. It makes him happy to give you the kingdom. In other words, all his resources that he has is available to you. So he's saying, don't worry. Don't be hoarding things. Don't be greedy or holding on because of fear yeah, of provision. Fear of uh, you need that provision. But you know what he says? He says in the next verse, sell your possessions. Why? To give to the needy. To give and not hoard. And, and then he says, um, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old. In other words, uh, money bags are like purses or wallets that don't develop holes. And you, in other words, it's just another way of saying, you know, you keep holding on, keep holding on to the money and don't do anything with it. No, it's better to, to invest, yeah? Um, uh, provide yourself with money bags that do not grow old, but with treasure in heavens that, uh, in the heavens that does not fail. In other words, make your investment in heaven. Put your treasure in heaven where it's safe. No thief can steal. No moth can eat up the clothes. No thief can steal the food. But invest in the kingdom. It's just like what we talked about last week. Remember we, towards the end of what Jesus is saying last week, was talking about investing in the kingdom, investing in, in God's things. He's saying, don't be so hoarding things and holding on to things because of fear. Oh no, will I have enough and all that? No. Be open to give. Be willing to give to the Lord and trust Him to provide for you. That's what it means to be seeking His kingdom first. Even taking, even if it's a little what you have, and giving to the Lord. So He's saying this is what life is about. It's not being focused on things in the world, but about God and His eternal kingdom. So he's bringing it all back together. All together here. He's bringing it to to all around to say, hey, this is what life is about. And you'll see what your treasure is, like what you treasure the most in life, will be seen in your heart. In other words, if your heart is full of worry, over basic necessities, and that's what you're making your life about and things in the world, then that's what you're going to see. Then you're treasuring that. You're treasuring, oh, I, I need these things in the world. i got to make it. i got to that. But if you really seek God first, your concern will be more for the eternal, not the temporal. So here's our last point. Stay seeking. And number two, put God first and let your heart be occupied with what really matters in this life. Put God first. That's what really matters in this life. And let your heart be occupied with that. Let that be the main concern. Martin Lloyd-Jones said, The nearer we live to God, the less aware we are of the things of this life and this world and the greater sense of assurance about Him. I like that. That makes sense to me. See, if I put God first and I seek Him first and I'm I'm praying and I'm connecting with God, then you know what? Then 
I have more assurance in this life that even if I am in need, even if I, 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 you know, I, there's something I need or I'm lacking, I know God will be there for me. So it makes sense. That's why we've got to seek God first. And those things won't overwhelm you. Those things won't overtake you. Those worries and all. That makes so much sense why we must stay seeking. God cares for everything in our life here on earth. We could put our whole heart and focus upon the mission He has for us, the purpose He has for us in this life. We can find peace, we can find joy, we can find rest. Yeah? I mean, that's such a great word from, you know, if you're all stressed out, oh, I just want rest. Yeah? I just, I just, I just want a, a break from all this craziness. I want that peace. Well, that's what we can have with Jesus. I'll close with this. A boy, um, he went to the local store with his mother, and, and the nice shop owner opened the top of this super big candy jar. Doesn't that sound good, candy right now? <laughs> so he opened the, the, the top of the jar, and, 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 he, and he pointed the jar to the, the, the little boy and said, hey, Go ahead. Just grab a handful of candy. Well, uncharacteristically, the boy kind of held back his, his hand and kind of pulled next to his mother. So you know what the owner did? The owner took his hand and got a whole big handful of candy and gave it to the boy. And the boy had all this candy. And they walked out of the store. When they were outside, the boy's mother asked him, asked the boy why he suddenly became so shy and didn't take the candy. It was like uncharacteristic for him to be that way. You know what the boy said? Because his hand is way bigger than mine. <laughs> so, Akamai, smart, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But think about this now. So is the hand of our Elohim, our Creator. In the beginning, Elohim. Yeah. In the beginning was Elohim, and he made the heavens and the, heart, heavens and the earth. That's our Elohim, our creator, our powerful God. The hands of Elohim, the creator of the universe, is so much bigger yeah, than our own. It's so much bigger than our own resources. It's so much bigger than what we can imagine. And that's whose hands are taking care of you. So know that today. God get like this all this candy for you. Doesn't that sound good? Huh? <laughs> Sounds good to me. So hear what Jesus is saying tonight. I hope you remember this title and what we're talking about. Don't stress your blessed. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for speaking to us, Lord. God, you are so faithful. Lord, as I look back upon my own life and all oh, the many times we struggle, the many times we're short, the many times that I wasn't sure how we were going to make it. Somehow we did, Lord. And you've, you've been so faithful, and I know you will be faithful still. And even today, you, you, you provide abundantly above all that I can ask or think. And, and it's so great because you're, 
you, you, you know what our needs were. You, you know what, what needed, and, and, and you provided it all, and then we had more to even give, Lord. And so, God, as you provide for us, Lord, we know you provide for every need, but at the same time we know that we are just stewards of what you've given us. And so give us wisdom, Lord, in, in what to do with these monies. But we can be rest assured that you will provide. And I pray for anyone here tonight or even connected online that's struggling, that's wondering, God, how is this going to work out? How can I pay for this? This huge bill that has come upon us or, 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 or this, this emergency that has happened. I don't know how, God, this is going to work out. But, Lord, you know. You're answering our prayers even before we pray, God. You're already putting things, Lord, in action, God, so that the timing will be perfect and that you will once again, as you promise, provide for every need. And so I pray for those who are struggling right now. Pray for those who are overwhelmed with worry and stress, God, that they would be able to not be anxious, but with thanksgiving and prayer and supplication to let their requests be made known to you. And God, may you bring that peace that passes all understanding, God, into our hearts, Lord, every one of us. Lord, as we trust you, as we put our faith in you, Oh, Lord, may you just come into our hearts, Lord. Because with your presence, Lord, God, with you being with us, well, I know we'll be okay. With you near us, I know we'll be okay. So, Lord, as we give you all of our worries, God, as we give you all the things that are stressing us out, Lord, may they replace, be replaced with you, God, with you, Jesus. That's what we really want tonight. Hold comfort us and strengthen us. Heal us, Lord. Heal our mind from wandering and going off and, and playing that, that, that video of worry all the time. Release us, God, from all of that. And may we just find you, Lord, with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand.